Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Just straight opinion from each of you. They entered the florists, and on a glass table faced the orchids. The slippers placed first, the fringe basket next, and then the moccasins. Mr. Winton and the squaw were waiting, while the florist was smiling in gratification, but the minterns went to the flowers without a word. They simply stood and looked. Each of the baskets was in perfect condition. The flowers were as fresh as at home in the swamp. Each was a thing of wondrous beauty. Each deserved the mute tribute it was exacting. Mr. Minturn studied them with gradually darkening face. Mrs. Minturn repeatedly opened her lips as if she would speak, but did not. She stepped closer and gently turned the flowers and lightly touched the petals. Beautiful, she said at last. Beautiful. Another long silence. Then... Honestly, Leslie, did you hear a bird sing that strain from Martha? Yes, said Leslie, I did. And if you will go with me to the swamp where these flowers came from, you shall hear one sing a strain that will instantly remind you of the opening chorus, while another renders deep Provenza il mar from Traviata. The lady turned again to the flowers. She was thinking something deep and absorbing, but no one could have guessed exactly what it might be. Finally, I have decided, she said. Shall we number these one, two, and three, and so indicate them? Yes, said Leslie, a little breathlessly. Put your initials to the slips, and I'll read them, offered Douglas. Then he smilingly read aloud, Mr. Lowry, one, Mrs. Minturn, two, Mr. Minturn, three. I cast the deciding vote, cried Leslie, one. The squaw seemed to think of a war whoop, but decided against it. Now be good enough to state your reasons, said Mr. Winton. Why do you prefer the slipper basket, Mr. Lowry? It satisfies my sense of the artistic. Why the fringe basket, Mrs. Minturn? Because it contains daintier, more wonderful flowers than the others, and it is by far the most pleasing production. Now, Minturn, your turn. Why do you like the moccasin basket? It makes the deepest appeal to me, he answered. But why, persisted Mr. Winton? If you will have it, the moccasins are the color I once loved on the face of my little daughter. Now, Leslie, said Mr. Winton, hurriedly, as he noted Mrs. Minturn's displeased look. Must I tell, she asked. Yes, said her father. Douglas selected it for me, so I like it best. But, Leslie, cried Douglas, there were only two baskets when I favored that. Had the fringed orchids been here then, I most certainly would have chosen them. I think yours far the most exquisite. I claim it now. Will you give it to me? 
"'Surely I'd love to,' laughed the girl. "'You have done your most exquisite work on the fringed basket,' said Mrs. Minturn to the squaw. "'No make,' said she promptly, pointing to Leslie. "'Leslie Winton, did you go to the swamp to make that basket?' demanded Mrs. Minturn. "'Yes,' answered Leslie. "'Did you make all of them?' "'Only that one,' replied Leslie. "'Why?' marveled the lady. "'To see if I could go to the Tamarack Swamp "'and bring from it, with the same tools and material, "'a more artistic production than an Indian woman.' "'Well, you have,' conceded Mrs. Minturn. "'The majority is against me,' said Leslie. "'Majorities mean masses, and masses are notoriously insane,' said Mrs. Minturn. "'But this is a small select majority,' said Leslie. "'Craziest of all,' said Mrs. Minturn decidedly. "'If you have finished with us, I want to thank you for the pleasure of seeing these. "'And, Leslie, some day I really think I shall try that bird music. "'The idea interests me more than anything I have ever heard of. "'If it were true, it would indeed be wonderful. "'It would be a new experience. "'If you want to hear for yourself, make it soon, because now is nesting time. "'Not again until next spring will the music be so entrancing.' I can go any day. I'll look over my engagements and call you. If one ever had a minute to spare. Another of the joys of wealth, said Leslie. Only the poor can afford to loaf and invite their souls. The flowers you will see will delight your eyes quite as much as the music your ears. I doubt your logic, but I'll try the birds. Are you coming, Mr. Minturn? Not unless you especially wish me. Are these for sale? he asked, picking up the moccasins. Only those, replied the florist. Send your bill, he said, turning with the basket. How shining a thing is consistency, sneered his wife. You condemn the riches you never have been able to amass, but at the same time spend like a millionaire. I never said I was not able to gain millions, replied Mr. Minturn coldly. I have had frequent opportunities. I merely refused them, because I do not consider them legitimate. As for my method in buying flowers, in this one instance, price does not matter. You can guess what I shall do with them. I couldn't possibly, answered Mrs. Minturn. The only sure venture I could make is that they will not, by any chance, come to me. No, these go to baby Elizabeth, he said. Do you want to come with me to take them to her? With an audible sneer, she passed him. He stepped aside, gravely raising his hat, while the others said good-bye to him and followed. "'Positively insufferable!' cried Mrs. Minturn. "'Every one of my friends say they do not know how I endure his insults. "'And I certainly will not many more. "'I don't. I really don't know what he expects.' "'Mr. Winton and Douglas Bruce were confused, while Leslie was frightened, "'but she tried turning the distressing occurrence off with excuses. "'Of course he intended no insult,' she soothed. "'He must have adored his little daughter, and the flowers reminded him.' I am so much obliged for your opinion. I shall be glad to take you to the swamp any time. Your little sons, would they like to go? It is a most interesting and instructive place for children. For heaven's sakes, don't mention children, cried Mrs. Minturn. They are a bother and a curse. Oh, Mrs. Minturn, exclaimed Leslie. Of course I don't mean quite that, but I do very near. Mine are perfect little devils. All the trouble James and I ever had come through them. His idea of a mother is a combined doctor, wet nurse, and nursery maid. Well, I must say, I far from agree with him. What are servants for if not to take the trouble of the children off your hands? Leslie was glad to reach the rich woman's door and deposit her there. 
As the car sped away, the girl turned a despairing face toward Douglas. "'For the love of Moik!' she cried. "'Isn't that shocking? Poor Mr. Minturn!' "'I don't pity him half so much as I do her,' he answered. "'What must a woman have suffered or been through to warp, twist, or harden her like that?' "'Society life,' answered Leslie, "'as it is lived by people of wealth who are aping royalty in the titled classes. "'A branch of them, possibly. "'I know some titled and wealthy people who would be dumbfounded over that woman's ideas.' "'So do I,' said Leslie. "'Of course there are exceptions. "'Sometimes the exception becomes bigger than the rule, "'but not in our richest society. "'Douglas, let's keep close together. "'Oh, don't let's ever drift into such a state as that. "'I should have asked them for lunch, but I couldn't. "'If that is the way she is talking before her friends, "'surely she won't have many soon. "'Then her need for a real woman like you will be all the greater,' "'answered Douglas.' I suppose you should have asked her, but I'm delighted that you didn't. Today began so nearly perfect, I want it to end with only you and your father. Will he resent me, Leslie? It all depends on us. If we are selfish and leave him alone, he will feel it. But if we can make him realize gain instead of loss, he will be happier than he is now. I wish I hadn't felt obliged to reject his offer the other night. I'm very sorry about it. I'm not, said Leslie. You have a right to live your life in your own way. I have seen enough of running for office, elections, and appointments that I hate it. You do the work you educated yourself for, and I'll help you. Then my success is assured, laughed Douglas. Leslie, may I leave my basket here? Will you care for it like yours, and may I come to see it often? No, you may come to see me and look at the basket incidentally, she answered. "'Do you think Mrs. Minturn will go to the swamp to listen to those birds?' he asked. "'Eventually she will,' answered the girl. "'I may have to begin by taking her to an orchard to hear a bird of gold sing a golden song about sewing and mending and baby-tending to start on. But when she hears that, she will be eager for more.' "'How interesting!' cried Douglas. "'Barrow of Morning, sing that song to me now.' Leslie whistled the air, beating time with her hand, then sang the words— I can wash, sir, I can spin, sir, I can sew and mend and babies tend. Oh, you bringer of song, exulted Douglas, I'd rather hear you sing that than any bird. But from what she said, Nellie Minturn won't care particularly for it. She may not approve of or practice the sentiment, said Leslie, but she'll love the music and possibly the musician. End of chapter 4